it's the next level. You need a plan. I want to be on the radio. He wants to be on radio. But to be on the radio, you have to have a voice. You have to have some verbal ability. You hardly ever say a word. I talk. This is ridiculous. I don't understand. You need to grow up. Is that Pat? No way. Oh man, I love that guy. We'll put no more tears on the label. But it does make you cry. I know. Now for the show that's truly too hot to handle. It's the Melting Pack, and it starts right now. You're listening to the Melting Pack. Here's your host, Pat Johnson. Why, thank you, Jerome. Hey, friends, welcome to the show, the Melting Pack, here on the Next Level Network. Today, not going to lie to you, had a whole thing planned to do some news that we missed and actually did that part and then decided nobody cares it's already over so so instead uh, yeah, I cut that part out and now I'm redoing this part it's fine uh, so what we have on tap today snow days uh, an interview with our new friends velvet skyline their new record what we have in common is available now uh, also a song from that record and then of course stick around after the credits for uh, well for some fun with the band and then after that, we got some sports stuff, Super Bowl preview, some baseball notes, and then hopefully the captain will join us. And that, my friends, is that for the show. So, yeah, it just seemed easier to do it this way. Plus, it's actually less work for me on the back end, even though I already did the work. But that's nah, fine. So that is what is on tap for the show today. I hope you're well. I hope you're staying safe. And um, I will tell you this later, but don't have a Super Bowl party. All right? So, all of that said... <laughs> I hope you're doing all the fun things uh, safely. You know the drill. All right. So uh, I've always wanted to say this. We now join the show already in progress. Yeah, it snowed this week, by the way. If you live in the Northeast like I do, you got, I guess, pummeled, covered, um, tackled by snow. It's, uh, it's, it was a lot. It was a lot. I will say some people are complaining that, uh, well, my office... My physical office, where I no longer go for now because I'm working at home, was closed on Monday and Tuesday. And I know there were people who were upset about that because that meant the people who were in the office, who were still working in the office, did not have to report. But those of us working at home still had to work. And people were complaining about that. Like, wait, why do they get off and we don't? I'm like, well, you don't have to commute. You don't have to really dig out your car. You don't have to do, I mean, you should shovel your sidewalk obviously, to not be in But you don't have to commute. You don't have to worry about, you know, uh, whether or not you're going to get there safely, get home safely, all this stuff. So you've taken that out of the equation. You're already at home. And to be honest, my job is not that hard. Like, it's stressful, but it's not difficult. Like, I can sit here and do it and do other things and uh, get all my business taken care of. And I don't get why people were mad. Like, oh, why do I got to... But, you know, people are going to complain, right? Um, I will say not having to commute, like if I can find a way to make working at home permanent, I will do it however I can, because 
not having to commute in snow and pouring rain and crazy wind and just deal with all of that stress and spending all that money and doing all that, if I can avoid that, I am fine giving up snow days. Like, I've saw people like, oh, I'll go to the office to get snow days back. I don't get it. That doesn't make any sense to me. Like, I, uh, I don't know. And I don't even have a car to shovel out. So that's not even, it's not like, oh, man, I have to shovel or whatever, right? So I'm not, you know, missing that or whatever. That didn't make any sense. But what I, what I mean is I'm fine with working when other people aren't. Like if somebody else gets a snow day, that's great. You get a day off. Good for you. I can sit here and still get my work done. It's no problem. I don't have to go anywhere. I don't have to put on pants if I don't want to. I wear sweatpants, obviously. It's cold down here. There's no heat. Um, but, <laughs> but I will say, even though I didn't have to go anywhere, Jill still has to work. And I was like, all right, well, I might as well. So it started what Sunday. And so I went out and I salted right as it started to snow, which I'd never thought about doing until this storm. It's like, man, maybe I should salt first and hopefully maybe break this, some of that up and make the shoveling easier. And maybe it won't freeze. It won't be as slippery. And uh, so I shut, I salted right away. I went out like, I don't know, three, four hours later and shoveled. It was still snowing, but I shoveled and then salted again. And I don't know why I haven't done this before, because when I went out on Monday morning, it was still snowing, but it was so much easier to clear the walkway and the steps and all that uh, than if I hadn't salted. And so I did that Monday. I think I went out again Monday night just to clear some more, salt some more. And then Tuesday, I went out again to clear it one final time, I think. Yeah, because then yesterday, or well, today for me is Thursday. So Wednesday, I shoveled the back to clear the drain and do all that so I could put the trash out. So um, yeah, going out. I mean, yes, I had to go out multiple times and that kind of sucked for my back, but it was a lot easier to do each time I went out. And I just kept thinking, like, if I had done nothing, like my neighbors, like a lot of my neighbors had done, if I had done nothing, this would have been such a pain in the ass. It would have been awful. And, um, yeah, I mean, again, it sucks for my back. But overall, I will do that again because, like, it was so much easier to take care of and I didn't have to, like, slog through it. I could just real quick, boom, done, salt, shovel, in and out, out and in, I guess I should say. Um, yeah, so I'd recommend, if you live in a place where it snows, salt when it starts snowing, and then shovel more than once so you're not shoveling snow and ice and all that on top of each other. Um, yeah, it's more work, but it's easier work as you go along. Does that make sense? Probably not, but uh, too long, didn't listen my back hurts, but I had, I think, the clearest walk on the block. <laughs> yeah. Also, if I had a car, like I'm sitting in what would be the garage right now, but if I had a car and this was an actual garage, I don't know where the studio would be, but uh, I would park it. I would park my car in the garage, no doubt. Especially like, because these houses where I live were not meant to, like you weren't supposed to park behind your house. You were just supposed to pull in and park in your garage. That's why that's what they were designed for. And for some reason, I mean, I guess it's good because I have this studio space 
and I don't have a car right now. But if I did, I would definitely park it in my garage. I would never have to like dig out my car. I would just shovel the driveway in front of the garage so I can get out, and then I'd be great. I don't know. I'm, if you let's see, there's a question for you. If you have a garage, do you park your car in it, or is it full of stuff? Let me know. I want to take a straw poll. If you have a garage, let me know. Do you park your car, or is it storage? And I guess that might depend on what kind of neighborhood you live in, too. So let me know that. Ever read the Meltic Pad? I'll put that up. Um, I'll try to make a poll in the show notes. I don't know how to do that, but I'll try. All right? I don't know. Maybe nobody will care but me. And uh, there you go. So, Jesus, we did a lot already today. This went longer than I thought. That's what she said! Woo! Thank you, Bender. Uh, <laughs> Jesus, you s***. All right, uh, so on the other side of this, we have sports stuff. So if that's not your thing, you have, uh, how long is this interview? I forget. Uh, you got some time, all right? Uh, but now we are going to hear, well, you are. I'm not going to hear it in this space. I already did it, put it together. It's all good. It's good time. Uh, our new friends, Velvet Skyline, by the way, they appear courtesy of 258PR. They joined me for a chat. Their new record is called... Oh, my God. Did I not write that down? Damn it. Hold on. All right, I found it. The record is called What We Have in Common. It is out right now, so get it where you get your tunes. And uh, this conversation was a lot of fun. I will say it was uh, it was a lot of work to edit because what Zoom will do is record everybody on their own track. And you think, oh, that's great. You'll get some, uh, a cleaner audio from everybody. Yes, right. But... There were four members plus me. So five tracks to edit and line up and all that. And lining up was not bad, but um, it's a lot. And I'm glad I don't do, you know, multiple guests every week. Not that it's not fun, but I would not have the time to do that every week. (laughs) That's why this is mostly a solo show, because I'm lazy. But anyway, this conversation, we talked about all kinds of stuff, putting songs together, uh, recording an album versus uh, an EP, what not to do in the studio, recording during COVID, all that stuff, and then the song by my side. And also stick around after the credits for, well, the all-important question and some tea spilling. Yes, some gossip. And oh, also, we mentioned during the chat uh, where Nate, the bass player, had notes for every song because of the way they recorded. Uh, That was mostly for me so I could see it on video. I cut it out of the interview because it didn't really do anything audio-wise. So if it sounds a little wonky, uh, that's why, my bad. But um, yeah, I'll try to find the picture and see if I can use it. I don't know if I have the video somewhere. I don't know. Anyway, here we go. Jesus, Pat, get on with the thing. Okay, all right. So here is me talking to our new friends, Velvet Skyline. Again, their new record, What We Have in Common, is available now. So here's us talking about the, the stuff. So yeah, I get we could just jump in, I guess. I don't have I don't know, this has been uh I'll try to make this less awkward somehow in post. Um yeah, I haven't interviewed a full band in a while. This is terrifying. But thank you for joining the show. I appreciate it. Thanks, Thanks. for having us. For having us. Also, shout out to Hope for doing all the work. <laughs> I oh, love yeah. uh, like hooking up with her has been great because she does all the research for me. I don't have to do anything. It's She's great. amazing. <laughs> shout out 258PR. Big fan. Um, so I always, I keep wanting to call you velvet underground and that's not correct. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure that's happened before. I'm not the first person to make that joke, right? Yeah, probably not. (laughs) Uh, 
All right. Well, somebody could have said yes. All right. Well, no, it's okay. It's all right. <laughs> Velvet Skyline is the name of the band. And uh, <laughs> Sweet Horizon Watch. <laughs> I always like to ask musicians this question because I fancy myself as an amateur musician. Um, so I'm always interested in how songs come together. So when you when you all sit down to put a song together, how does that process work? Do you come in with somebody with a guitar riff, a bass riff, somebody with a melody, and just kind of work from there? Does everybody bring everybody bring a separate part? How does it work? It's usually pretty collaborative. Um, usually Nate or Hunter will have a guitar or a bass part written. Um, and then, or like Hunter will have lyrics. Chris has even written some lyrics. I've written some lyrics. I think Nate has too. Like we all have eventually at some point. Um, but yeah, it's a really collaborative process to make sure everybody gets heard and everybody gets to, you know, give their two cents. Cause I feel like those are, that's when the songs are better as opposed to like whenever one person strictly writes it. Yeah. Usually if I'm bringing something, it's, and I don't, it's just the way my mind work. It works. It's always uh, guitar first, just in like the way I specifically write. Yeah, uh, for the most part, me, uh, I usually write lyrics first and then develop more of a lyrical melody. And then from there, I'll write, you know, the drum part and then Nate and Hunter really do whatever they want to it. I've always found like writing lyrics first is one of the hardest things. So have you ever run into that where you start off with one lyrical idea? This is for everybody, not just Chris. Um, <laughs> start off with like a lyrical melody and then like you put it down for a second or you start playing guitar or drums or something and you just lose whatever the first melody was <laughs> all the time yeah all the time <laughs> yeah for sure we, we've gotten to a point where nate will tell me record this but whenever we're like writing and stuff because i'll usually be the one that comes up with melodies and stuff and nate and hunter will be like record it record it and because i forget all the time and it it's always the coolest thing whenever you first write it and whatever you come up with after you forgot the first part is never as cool, or at least in my opinion. Um, the second one's always feels. trash, right? Yeah, that's how it feels. <laughs> yeah, it feels that way. <laughs> it's yeah. just like um, the greatest song in the world by Tenacious D. It's just a tribute. The first thing. Yeah. <laughs> I love that song. Wow, Tenacious D reference, and we're not even five minutes in here, I don't think. That's, <laughs> wow, bravo, bravo. <laughs> yeah, it's always weird when like, the first idea is the coolest thing and then you don't record it or you do record it and you like start something else and that first idea is just wow how did i come up with this and now it's just gone forever yeah. so disappointing truly what a bummer <laughs> if i if i make something on guitar like especially if i'm at my own place I'll play it over and over and over like all night long and until it's like ingrained in my head but i still record it too but just to have it. I was going to say, you just like, you know, pull out your phone and record a little uh, voice memo. Yeah, I have a bunch of voice memos on my phone. See, I, I wish I could do that for drums, but like I, I play, I, I hit one cymbal and then it all just sounds like crunchy trash. And it's, I, I just, <laughs> I, I wish I could do that, but, but I can't. I just, I have to remember. I mean, I don't know much about drums, but there's no way that you could sit and like put your phone on the floor near you or well, something like that. Well, I've I've done it a few times, and uh, it's either super bassy or just super heavy on the highs, and it's 
just doesn't sound it mostly just doesn't sound good so i don't want to listen to it <laughs> so, so it doesn't sound like anything it's just a bunch of noises yeah basically oh that is such a bummer drummer oh drummer wow bummer. well uh, yeah drum, <laughs> hashtag drummer problems <laughs> i was wondering who was gonna say it yeah <laughs> i knew someone was gonna say it and i just waited oh what a oh so i'm now i'm just i'm sad for you chris now that you can't join in the fun of listening back to weird possibly unintelligible voice memos that you recorded (laughs) two in the morning like hey this is a great idea yeah six hours ago and now i don't know what it is (laughs) right that's another thing too like uh, i play acoustic drums so i can't just like you know it's not not like a an, an electric guitar you turn it down real low and then play it out if i want to play something i gotta like you know i i'm not gonna go full out but like you know i gotta like sit down and make a good amount of noise and i'm guessing you have neighbors that maybe don't like when you do that (laughs) not at 2 (laughs) a.m but uh they don't seem to mind i I got me and my fiance got lucky with our neighbors they're both like yeah i'm the cool neighbor so you do whatever you want (laughs) wow can I come live where you guys are? These neighbors are trash. <laughs> oh, if only. Yeah. All right. So uh, the new record is out. Yeah, I'm, I don't have transitions. I'm just going to jump into the next thing because <laughs> otherwise we'll sit here and stare at each other silently. And that's not what anybody wants. Uh, so the new record. Oh, oh, sorry. By the time this comes out, the record will be out. What we have in common. Um, so I was listening to the little research I did do was listening to this record and listening to Model Citizens, the last EP. And with what we have in common, it's a little bit of a different feel to it than the first one. So was that the plan going in? Did you sit down and say, hey, we got to make something different from this or we have to like evolve from this? Or did you sit down to start writing another record and just kind of it came out this way? I think it we didn't I don't I mean at least maybe I wasn't there that day if they did say this but I don't think we specifically said all right we got to go a specific different direction or anything like that it just kind of happened you know like the EP um whenever all that happened whenever we started writing that was like whenever we first got together whenever we first started writing whenever uh we're trying to find ourselves I guess musically and whenever we started writing this album, we had grown up a little bit. We had been with each other for a while. We, um, I guess, just found ourselves, found, tried to find a specific sound for the band, what we wanted it to be. And I guess it just happened to be what it sounds like now. If that makes sense. Yeah, like how Nate said, I think we had been a band for maybe like five or six months whenever we recorded the EP. And then also, yeah, like a lot of it just kind of, progresses naturally with that and then also with guitar um i really didn't that was our old guitar player who played on like i would say maybe like 80 percent of the guitar parts he he did a lot of the writing for it so it was um is definitely a different writing process this time around so you changed members between records no we just mm-hmm. lost members but we yeah we got a new track oh <laughs> we yeah i think um or at least, you know, vocally and stuff, I wanted the album to be a progression for sure. Um, I wanted it to be better than the EP. Also, I wanted the experience to be um, 
better it was whenever we recorded like I'm not saying it was a bad experience when we recorded the EP but it was a stressful time um and we were very inexperienced and very naive to a lot of things and you know now we have that but also I just wanted uh I don't know how to put it into words the EP was like grade school (laughs) and we wanted (laughs) Well, and we want, we just wanted it to be better, you know, and we wanted to show that, Hey, we can do better because in my eyes, the EP is not my favorite thing we've put out. Like I, I love it because that was where we were at at the time. And that was, you know, the stuff we were performing and that's what, you know, gave us some traction, but it's not my favorite. I don't really recommend it to people. Um, (laughs) but with this album like I'm so proud of it like I I hate listening to myself I really don't like listening to myself sing but I will listen to this album all the time because I am just so proud of it and I'm just so happy with what the guys and I have done and also like this album we have a new drummer um Chris and he really add like added another level that we didn't even know we needed that I think really added to the album. Shout yeah. out to Chris. Good yeah. for you, buddy. Shout out to Chris. You nailed it. <laughs> yeah, it was, there's totally a different, uh, totally different vibe from like our older drummer who was more, I guess, of a more chill, lax type of drumming, but Chris adds like a lot of energy and like punkness to it that um, look, at him, look at it look at the smug look on his face like yeah yeah that's me well, i do that <laughs> well um, when i first met nate uh like however like a year and a half ago or whatever it's been a while now it's been a while yeah it's been a while he was uh he was saying how their old drummer was a pocket drummer and i went back and i listened to their ep and i was like that's not really what a pocket drummer is he's basically just playing a four 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 beat behind Nate's fantastic bass lines, by the way. I don't know if you really dug into those, but oh my God. Yeah, uh, Nate, he's not a pocket drummer, you idiot. Jeez. <laughs> no, no, I'm just saying what he told me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the, that the, that was like, you know, he's that's not really what that means. But uh, I, I don't know. We, we played a show together back in what, 2018? 2019. 2019, one of those. Yeah. Time and, has uh, no meaning anymore. Yeah. This is true. It's all good. <laughs> but yeah i thought uh, you were getting ready to spill some tea on the old drummer the old uh well, the old no, guitar I was, I was i was preparing myself mentally but it's fine we don't have to <laughs> yeah, I, only, I only said as much as i feel like should have been said i could say more but uh, it sounds I, like it'd be better if you didn't <laughs> there's no <laughs> oh, oh what have i done Oh There's no! <laughs> another thing for me, at least, that um, changed from the EP to the album. Whenever I had joined the band, they had already started working on all these songs. That really, I just made the bass part too. But on this album, I had a little more um, creative influence. Influence, yeah, on on the guitar parts as well. So, like, there's a couple songs where I wrote the guitar parts, which helps my own bass playing because I can I feel like I can write crazy stuff to my own guitar playing and then like you know stuff with that you know just being more me being more involved Hunter being more involved than he was pretty much all of us like you know being more involved and knowing what we want 
Yeah, and I, I think uh, Hunter at Native Darkness Productions really helped make the album what it is, and it's it's a great piece of work, man. And he he did such a great job, really uh, pointing us in one in what direction. And he was like, "Hey, throw throw uh, throw a fill in over here," or you know, he he would like go go with Hunter, like, "What kind of guitar tone do you want?" We got like thousands of guitar tones, and uh, just a big shout out to him, man. That was that was great. That too, because our the guy who recorded our EP didn't tell us anything. He's just like, oh, record this. All right, that's it. You know? Oh, no. Oh, that's disappointing. Yeah, we can talk about that, too. But we yeah. Should- <laughs> um, yeah, we got a lot of stories. <laughs> wow. How much how long do you want this to go? I guess I know, that's the right? question. <laughs> All I can say is Hunter did not tickle my feet randomly. So I appreciate him. Um, that <laughs> happened at the last recording session we had, and I did not appreciate that. <laughs> was it during a take? No, it was, I was just sitting, um, <laughs> and my feet were up and like, I didn't have shoes on, but we had been in there all day. So like nobody really did. And yeah, he just went up and went to my feet and I was like, ah, hello. Strange man I've met once. Notice how quiet Hunter is during all this, by the way. Um, yeah, Hunter got more mad at me, uh, during that. that <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, I was talking about when I wore your jacket. Um, oh, yeah, <laughs> I remember. <laughs> Wow. All right. So nobody tickled Taylor's feet. No problem. We got, we got that down. Don't steal Hunter's jacket. All right. Uh, Chris, Nate, what do you got? What are the don'ts for you guys when uh, recording the album, when uh, doing anything, I guess. Well, for recording the album. Don't chew loud. Yeah. Nate's got a weird thing about chewing loudly. That's right. (laughs) Uh, I guess for me, it would be like, don't, touch my drum set without permission man unless, unless i know you know what you're doing just don't touch it you know this is my drum set <laughs> <laughs> we're just making references all day today yeah did you, did you put your, did you put your on my drum set <laughs> <laughs> why are you so sweaty uh cops oh, cops <laughs> <laughs> Did not think we would get Tenacious D and Step Brothers today, but <laughs> what's wow. next, right? <laughs> Man, I don't know. You don't want to force anything though, because then it's not funny. Yeah, true. true. Oh, geez. Speaking of forcing things, uh, well, I was going to ask about the recording process. You kind of touched on it a little bit. So, how, um, how different? How much? Maybe, maybe this is a better way to go. How much more fun was it recording the album than recording the EP? Oh, so much more fun. Like there's, you can't even compare the two. Um, like, I mean, I can, I've never done either, but. <laughs> um, but like, I, I mean, I, again, like shouts out Hunter at Native Darkness. Um, he made it such a smooth and easy process. Even in like the, even when the world was on fire because COVID, he still made it as simply as easy as we could make it and he's just a lot of fun to be around we got to joke around with him you know if he listens to this i will lower your chair again sir um (laughs) but 
like it, I, I don't know it was a great experience uh 10 out of 10 would go back for sure will be going back for sure <laughs> not a total knock to like old people or anything but like hunter at native darkness is um closer to our age so it helped us relate more and we we're more comfortable in that way in that aspect too i mean that was a way better experience for me and i know he loves me <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this album was really the first time that I've uh, like professionally recorded anything. Like I, I've done a few things with my other bands, um, but like I've never actually, uh, or I had never actually, you know, gone in and like laid down track after track and, you know, try after try and, uh, you know, just get it right as long as it took. So that was, it was awesome. It was a, it was a great time. It meant uh, recording nine songs and each song being like four minutes I did that in like four days from like 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. And uh, it, it was a time. It was a hassle. But like I, I'm going to do it again because it's it's just the greatest experience. Hunter, any words of wisdom to add? No, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> I think they both covered it. Uh, since we pretty much started recording the album like last March, so like right when quarantine uh, coronavirus got big, I guess. When coronavirus blew up, uh, we that was like the whole recording process. So it was hard to like all of us to have our schedules line up. And the best way it would work is me going first, just how the schedules work. So I went in and recorded all of the bass parts for the whole album first. With So I had to like make notes so I knew what to play when. Because playing a whole album on bass without any other instruments is pretty difficult. And was that more helpful for everyone else to already have the baselines, you know, laid out to go in and just come in and do stuff over them? Um, I did my every, I was the last person, so I can't say anything. <laughs> so, yes, it was easier for you. you yeah, had everything for sure. laid out yeah, for you. No, it was breeze. <laughs> it was a, it was definitely, um, uh, cause I went in after Hunter, after Hunter finished, uh, laying down the first round of guitar and uh uh it, it was it was definitely easier to hear it all like um tracked out and like tempoed out because uh, sometimes you kind of fluctuate in rhythm and tempo and it's, it's you know we're not trying to but that's just what happens especially especially when you're playing live and you've got like a crowd of 10 people staring at you so. yeah no like nate and i we had to figure out like what we sat down and we figured out like what tempos we wanted each part what sounded the smoothest and then big credit to Nate he he's the one that counted it every single song out for like okay this part is this many bars and all that so it really helped a lot that Nate went first I have a I have my notebook it's like just pages of just it looks like a mad scientist was writing formulas <laughs> in it it's just what you record <laughs> scribblings of a madman but it's all it makes sense to me base notes <laughs> are there any t-charts in there <laughs> do you do that for every song that you have i i never do that um the only reason i did that is because i had to record first and i had no reference i mean i know the songs i can play them but it was just i didn't know exactly how many measures each part was each section and there's certain fills that I like to do at certain times, and I had to mark that down. And uh, Hunter at Native Darkness is very specific about 
how he records. Like when we first go in, he needs to know the tempo, how many measures each section is, how long the song is. Um, if there's tempo changes, each section, like we'll go section by, we'll go intro, record the intro until I get it, verse until we get it and so on. So that was mainly almost to help him out so we can like graph it out and then I can fill it in with my bass parts. So Taylor says you'll be going back to that studio. So will you be uh, filling another notebook? Only if I have to go first. I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> so this wasn't fun for you is what you're saying. Uh, it was a lot of work. That That's no, that's a no on the fun. Oh, <laughs> bummer. <laughs> All right. I, like I said, I don't have a lot for you, uh, but we are going to play a song. I do have a bonus question for you after all this. So you, you're not off the hook right away. Uh, but we are going to play a song on the show. You won't hear it, but everybody else will. Um, and I, I was having trouble picking a favorite, but I think I zeroed in on, on this one. I'm going to play Be My, uh, By My Side. Sorry. Uh, so I want to hear all about it. How did this song come together? How long did it take? Um, is there a notebook for this song? What's the deal? That's a hunter question. Oh, yeah. Um. Oh, now I got to make him talk. Oh, now I feel bad. I don't know. Anytime like a song comes about, it doesn't, you, you can't like sit down and say like, Oh, I'm going to write a song today. It never works. You know, it kind of just happens by accident. And I had just gotten back home from a concert in deep Ellum. So I was like, you know, really amped up, had a ton of energy and I sat down with my guitar and that song kind of just came out. I was really trying to, replicate and kind of mix um don't want to know if you're lonely by who's do and ever fallen in love by buzzcocks just trying to get that similar like just energetic vibe i'm gonna be honest i don't know either of those things that you just said oh, they're but, so good uh, i guess it works <laughs> did it, it does that accurate everybody else? i also don't know who they are so i don't know as someone who does i think it does <laughs> Wow, Taylor just took a huge dump on us, Nate. I don't know how I feel about Sorry, that. I'm That's not. Wow. Oh, wow. Oh, with your right. interviews in Dallas. Oh, oh my God. Jesus. <laughs> wow. That's it. Everybody grab a foot. Oh, no. <laughs> I didn't get it. And then I did. <laughs> Yeah, it wasn't. Don't make it weird. Don't think about it too long. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's four of us and two of you, so one we have to share feet. I don't know how that's gonna go. Yeah. This, yeah. All right. Um, all, right. Right. all right. Well, Nate thought about this more than I did, and I made the joke. So, all right, we're in trouble. Okay. Plus, there's I live pretty far from you, so you have time to prepare. That kind of ruins the fun. Huh. Damn it, Nate, you made me think about this too much. Now it's less funny. <laughs> what did I say about force and stuff, Nate? Uh, Makes it less I funny. I said two force things. That's, I misunderstood you. Oh, is that what it was? Damn, maybe that's it. <laughs> I, uh, I don't know. Anyway, um, <laughs> speaking of force and things, this was, uh, this was super fun. And I thank you all for joining me. Thanks for me. having us. I can't believe this yeah, worked thank you. as well as it did, I think. I don't know. Nobody's audio cut out. Nobody's video really dropped. I think we all we all did okay. Maybe I don't oh, know. Oh yeah. Um, but yes, <laughs> thank you for joining me. There's one more question for you, so you're not off the hook. But for everybody else, for the rest of the show, this song is from it's from our 
our new friends, Velvet Skyline. It's called By My Side. Their new record, What We Have in Common, is out right now. So here's the thing inside the Melting Pat on the Next Level Network. There you have it, Velvet Skyline by my side from their new record, What We Have in Common. It's available right now. The Meltic Pat, the Next Level Network. That sounded pretty good, right? Right? My thing right then, not the song. I mean, the song's great, obviously. But my read right there. I didn't even I didn't read it, I just said it. But it sounded good, right? I felt it. I felt good about that. So there you go. My thanks to Velvet Skyline for joining the show. That was awesome. Again, stick around after the credits for more fun stuff. And, uh, of course, my thanks to 258PR. Hope does all the work for me. I have to do, like, no research for these when uh, she says, hey, you want to talk to these people? And I'm like, yeah, let's do it. It's great. So, yes, fantastic. I don't know. I, I don't know if Hope listens to these, but there you go. We put her over twice. All right. So, if you do not like sports, then I thank you for coming today. I thank you for joining me. 
For all the fun stuff, again, go check out Velvet Skyline. And the rest of the roster, 25.8 PR, do that. That sounds weird. That was a weird, like, I took a breath and then came back to the mic like, hey, I don't know why that happened. But uh, go check that out, 25.8PR.com. And uh, Velvet Skyline, oh, did I write that down? No, I did not. But all that stuff will be in the show notes at themeltingpat.com. Again, if you don't like sports, this is your cue to leave because we got Super Bowl, we got baseball stuff, and then the captain, and then that will be that for the show. So come back next time. I don't know what's happening. Um, probably a new tune from somebody. I don't know who yet, but I will figure it out because they all release their stuff on the same day. So <laughs> so we will do that. Um, so yeah, thanks for coming. If you hate sports, this is your time to go. All right. So for the rest of us, what are we doing first, Jerome? Uh, what do you have here? Super Bowl. All right, let's do that. And then baseball. And then, like I said, and then the captain. And we'll go from there. So yeah, here we go. The Super Bowl, whatever number we're on, 55, 59, 72. I have no idea what number one uh, that we're on right now. But the Super Bowl, the Kansas City chefs at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And they really are at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers because the Super Bowl is at Raymond James Stadium in Tampa Bay. Yes, we know the first time ever a home team is playing in the Super Bowl. Yes, we know Tom Brady's 43 and uh, new team, first year out of New England. Oh, oh, Bill Belichick, whatever. All right, we know. We got all the stuff, all those stories. We got it. We know. All right. Jesus. I'm not going to do any of that. What I'll say instead is that I doubted the Bucks early in the postseason. I didn't think they had it. They were, uh, you know, a little sloppy. Their defense was good, not great, and their offense was a little sloppy at times, but Week after week, it's like they listen to the show. They have uh, made me eat my words. And so here's the thing. I mean, of course, you have the young and the old and all this other stuff. But you got a great offense in Kansas City. And they have a a good defense. It's not great. It's good. They can get the job done. Obviously, they're in the Super Bowl. And a Tampa Bay defense that is good to great. And their offense, who the hell knows? Um... My thing is, what's going to put this over the edge for me for the Chiefs, that's what I'm picking, by the way, is that how do you cover Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill and Sammy Watkins and what's the what's the Hardman? What's that guy's first name? I have no idea. And also, you got to look out for Patrick Mahomes just running out of the pocket for 15, 20 yards a pop. He can do that. So that's a lot to cover for any defense. And I don't know. Like, I... I'm leaning the Chiefs. Well, I'm picking the Chiefs. But it's not a runaway like I thought it was. Like, I've thought about this for the last two weeks. And when I first saw the matchup, I'm like, all right, it's going to be the Chiefs. And I never really came off that pick, but I did say, ah, well, you know what? It's not a slam dunk. It's not, you know, a one-play drive. It's not a one-pass touchdown, right? I'm trying to equate this to football. But I... (laughs) I think this is going to be a very good game. It's going to be fun. I hope it is anyway, because when your team's not in it, you just want a fun Super Bowl. And so that's what I hope for. I hope the game is fun and go Chiefs. I'm going to cut that out and just say go Chiefs. All right. I don't know where I stopped, but whatever. I went down a thing and ah, we don't need to do that. So give me the Chiefs over the Bucks in the Super Bowl. KC, the first repeat champion since when? 04 with the Patriots, I think. I don't know. 04, 05, 03, 04, whatever it was. There you go. Give me the chefs. Great googly moogly. Give me the chefs. So there's your football. There's your Super Bowl preview. Um, I did not do the Madden simulations yet. 
I usually do every uh, every version of Madden I own. I do a simulation of the Super Bowl and post the results. And I should have done that today, actually. All right, well, I'll do it tomorrow. It'll be up on. Uh, well, it'll be up by the time you hear this. All right, so there you go. Um, yeah, people like it. People uh, take it too seriously. It's a funny thing I do, and it's good. Also, don't have a Super Bowl party. Don't do it. Don't have one. Don't go to one. Don't do it. Stay home. Watch the game. Order your food, your wings, your nachos, your pizza, your whatever. Um, don't go. Do not have a party. All right? I know, I know. But I know. I know. But we said, oh, small people. Well, not me, but other people said, oh, small gatherings for this and that. And uh, we're all still stuck trying to deal with the pandemic. All right? So don't be selfish. Don't be stupid. Don't have a party. All right? All right. So there you go. There's your football. There's your scathing note of me. I don't know. I'm, I'm practicing to be a dad. Um, <laughs> so we got some baseball stuff for you. And I was ready to talk about the new Hall of Fame inductees because the ballot was announced uh, this week, last week, whatever it was. Uh, and so I was like, all right, we're going to talk about Hall of Fame. We'll talk about, you know, looking forward to who's getting in, in addition to the 2020 class, because they didn't get in last year. But then the writers decided nobody's getting in. Uh, this happened in 2013 or 14, most recently, I think. And it's happened like four other times or three other times. So it's not unheard of. But for me, it's always a bummer. Like you looked at all these people and decided that none of them are worthy of being in the Hall of Fame. Like none of them put up the numbers. We talked about it a few weeks ago, or maybe a month ago, how a lot of these guys are great and had great careers and deserve to be in. And uh, the writers were like, nah, nobody's getting in. Um, I also saw this. Kurt Schilling wants to be removed from the Hall of Fame ballot because, well, he's a whiny baby and he hates the liberal media. And he's like, I'll wait for the Veterans Committee instead of these liberal writers and blah. Listen, he's a <laughs> Okay, I've never shied away from that. He's a piece of garbage. But he belongs in the Hall of Fame. If we're looking at just baseball numbers, he belongs in the Hall of Fame. Right? We've talked about that. So here's what I want to happen. By the way, the Hall of Fame did come out and say, no, you're not being removed from the ballot. Um, next year's his last year, I think, of eligibility. So we'll see what happens there. I would say don't let him be a martyr so he can, if he gets in with the Veterans Committee, he can say, oh, well, uh, the, the writers would, didn't want to do it and, blah, 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 and do all that. And then people get behind him for all this nonsense. Don't let him do that. Vote him in next year. And while we're at it, I want next year's class to be Schilling, Bonds, Clemens, and two first-year guys, Alex Rodriguez, David Ortiz. They all have, you know, on or end or off-field, uh, let's call it drama for the sake of um, keeping this short. I say put them all in at the same time. That would be the most fun class because it's like finally they're in with uh, three of them and then, oh, well, controversy, who cares? We made it. Do it. Do it all. Clemens, Bonds, A-Rod, Ortiz, Schilling. Put them all in next year. Do the thing, you cowards. I don't know. It just bums me out when nobody gets voted in because you look at a whole list of guys and their numbers and all that and decide, nope, none of them are good enough. I think there were 14 ballots that were submitted blank. I'm like, really? Really? No, Literally no one you said deserves to be in? That's just a bunch of sh to me, but... I don't know. How do we change the process? Can we make someone else do it? Like, let somebody else vote? I don't know. It seems really weird. We'll talk about that another time. Maybe if we can dive deeper into it. 
Uh, we got some hot stove stuff, by the way. We're also, we got some hot stove uh, <laughs> news and notes. The Twins shore up their defense. They added shortstop Andrelton Simmons. I don't know if I said his name right. I don't think I ever, ever have. Um, great defender. I like to pick for the Twins. The pickup for the Twins. The Blue Jays add Marcus Simeon. Simeon? Sim- Simeon? It's not. No, it's Simeon, right? Maybe. Somebody let me know. I can't read. Played with the A's for a while. He's really good, so I like that for the Blue Jays. That's a great lineup. If they can get some pitching, they're going to be uh, they're gonna be all right. Uh, let's see. The Cardinals traded with the Rockies for Nolan Arenado. And as much as I love the Rockies, well, first of all, I love this move for the Cardinals. Josh and I have talked about this in the past, how the Cardinals needed that one like impact bat in the middle of the order to put them over the top. And I think this is it. Like, I mean, obviously he's got great defense. That's what he's more known for. But the guy can mash. So this is great for the Cardinals. Uh, I will say, as much as I love the Rockies, that place is a mess. Like, that organization is just a complete mess. A year ago, Arenado was like, dude, the GM is a jerk. He's very disrespectful. And you don't do that to your star player. You just sign him to a big deal, and you're going to be, quote, disrespectful. And he's like, I want to be out of here. They haven't really done a lot to improve the team in the last few years. So it's disappointing. It is. But, uh, you know, good for Nolan Arenado getting out of there. And he joins a Cardinals team that uh, looks ready to go. They, they're the favorite, right, in the Central with this move? Maybe they already were. But, yeah, they're, they they got to be a favorite, right? I hope so. I would think so, right? I hope so, like I'm a Cardinals fan. But I would think so. Right? I don't know. And finally, for the baseball this week, your Philadelphia Phillies agreed to deals with Didi Gregorius. And yes, JT, Real Muto, he is back doing the thing. It's about goddamn time. So those were, I think, two of the biggest needs. Getting JT locked up long term. They did that. And I would think bringing back Didi Gregorius was on the list. And you can cross that off. So now it's just pitching. Like, that's so easy to do. But uh, that's, (laughs) I mean, bullpen, right? It's bullpen. You got to fix it. It was historically awful last year. So, and I mean, even a decent bullpen, I think, gets them to the playoffs with the expanded field. And has that been approved yet for this year? Or, yeah, for this year, do we know? I don't think so. I think the union rejected the proposal. And so we'll we'll see. I have no idea if they're going to start on time or have the DH or expand the playoffs. I don't know yet, so uh, we'll see. If I Maybe I missed it, and I'll try to get to it and let you know what's going on. But for today, that's the baseball. That's the stuff. Um, oh, also, let me uh, throw this in. There will be a new NCAA football game. I think it's EA Sports College Football is the name of the franchise. I don't know. Um, so a lot of people are very excited about this because the NCAA football games are fantastic. They're a lot of fun. All I'm going to say right now is this. If they model them after the actual NCAA football games, this is going to be awesome. But if they model them after the last like five years of Madden, eh, and I'm worried that they're going to do the latter with uh, microtransactions and all this other messy stuff uh, that maybe a lot, maybe a lot of people do care about it. Maybe it's just me who doesn't care about all this extra nonsense? Just give me the football and the franchise and the, all this stuff. Um, but yeah, if they model them after the older stuff, I think we're going to be fine. If they lean toward, like if this is a, 
like a Madden knockoff, I'm going to be really disappointed. I think I know a lot of people will be very disappointed as well. But uh, for the moment, let's be happy about this. There is a new college football game because uh, they were always super fun. So there you go with all that for my sports stuff and basically my show stuff. And so let us for now turn it over, I hope, hope, to the captain who is going to let us know what is going on with the Fly Guys. Good sir, the floor is yours. Take it away. Hey, Flyers fans. Mark back at you again with another Flyers. Oh, yeah. Guys, 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 let's look at how the Flyers have been making out this past week and look ahead. So the Flyers ended up sweeping the series against the Islanders. Those two games at home ended up winning Saturday and Sunday, both in overtime. The Flyers seemed to have the Islanders number Saturday. They took them down three to two and then Sunday took them down four to three. Somehow, some way, uh, when it gets to overtime with the Islanders, the Flyers find a way to squeak it out. Unfortunately, and conversely, the Flyers have a bit of a Boston problem. They can't seem to figure out how to beat Boston this year. Have lost four games against Boston so far in this early season. Ended up taking them on at home on Wednesday. Lost 4-3 to three in overtime. And then played them last night, Friday. Ended up losing 2-1. to one. It was a hard-fought game. The Flyers really controlled a lot of that second period. Flyers ended up getting the first goal in the third period and then the Bruins ended up picking up two quick goals later on in the third period and the Flyers were never able to answer so I mean it is what it is I guess the Flyers are just working it out early in the season the the Boston Bruins are are an older team a little bit more of a cohesive team and uh, the Flyers just need to figure them out seems like they are going to be the contender to take down in this conference this year so the Flyers are going to have to figure it out quick and they're going to figure it out pretty quick on tomorrow Sunday they're taking a little trip down to Washington DC going to take on the Capitals both Sunday and Tuesday going to see if they can solve the Washington Capitals down there and then they're following it up with a two-game series at home on Thursday and then Saturday versus the Devils so let's see what they can do uh, the Flyers uh, primetime Sunday afternoon they can uh, bounce back and I I believe they will Elaine Vigneault is probably on this team and uh, Sean Couturier is so close to returning. Uh, it sounds like, uh, you know, he's making progress and they need him more than ever. So, guys, that's it for me here inside the Melting Pad on Next Level Radio. And thank you, my friend, the Melting Pat, the Next Level Network, just in case he wasn't there. I don't know. Then you heard a sound or something. I don't know what you would have heard. But there you go. We did it. We did the thing. Hopefully the captain is there to uh, bring you some good news and bring you the excitement and all that fun stuff that he brings week in and week out. I thank you for your work, good sir. All righty, so that is it for the show today. My thanks to everybody for listening. My thanks to Velvet Skyline. Again, their record, What We Have in Common, is available right now. So go get it where you get your stuff. Do the thing. Also, stick around after G-Love for, uh, of course, I asked them the important question. And... There was some gossip, and it was fun. It was a lot of fun. Great time. Um, it's always interesting how far people will go with that question and then what tangents they will go on in addition. So so that was a lot of fun. So stick around after the credits for that. But for now, that is our show, and I thank you very much for listening. This has been an 8 Boiling production, G-Love and Special Sauce with Cold Beverage. 
They're going to play us out as they always do. Philadelphonic.com. For more from them. Oh, man. TheNextLevelNetwork.com. All the shows are there. Also, Facebook at The Next Level Network. I'm everywhere at the Meltic Pat. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and .com. 209-867-7638. With your questions, comments, concerns, observations, and, of course, corrections. And there you go. We good? I hope so. I don't have anything else down. Jerome, you have anything to add? No? Great. Perfect. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. And again, my friends, thank you so much for listening. Until next time, have fun. Be safe. Thank a veteran. Wash your hands. Wear a mask. Be mindful of what you share on social media. And of course, don't do anything I wouldn't do. You've been inside the Melting Pat on the Next Level Network. Go crap open a cold one. Yo. Gotta get a cold beverage, I need some leverage A sweaty ass as a lemonade will be nice Of a spice from the top to a big cake Got a back row of drinks, but cross Got the bait on the front porch, yeah, I got some ice tea If you like a taste of tea, then come along with me Summertime is steaming, don't give me no work Glass some ice and a dash of a mint, it's martini time Yeah, yeah, feeling golden, bring your own beverage It's me, so it's cold, I like cold beverage, yeah From the fat and real good sounding Chocolate egg cream, yo, on to the cherry grounds And for a chill bar, all shoes in my ride Wobbles to the right, they got beverage Inside of me, a high coffee and fill it up with ice What a man, it's like a drink Please fix me a large slice Summertime is cool, the heat is getting old Yeah, I have a beverage, sweet, so it's cold Cold, 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 cold Something from the bar Yeah, I like cold beverage, yeah I like cold beverage, yeah I'm feeling kind of party. Stick it in the fridge, stick it in the fridge, stick it in the fridge, stick it in the fridge. Stick it in the fridge, stick it in the fridge, stick it in the fridge, stick it in the fridge. Go girl, work the cold one. Go girl, work the cold one. What? Go girl, work the cold one. Go girl, work the cold one. Yo, where I'm fishing? Let's keep one thing clear. The bait's over there, the brew's right here. Two six packs in a big bag of ice. And you look at the bite, but the brew tastes nice. Back to the ball. So every jack of reason I collide. Need a whole lot of them food drinks to catch me up. But I must tell you, I'm the Kool Aid kid. When you serve my drink, please stick it in the fridge. Cause I like cool beverage, yeah. I like cool beverage, yeah. I like cool beverage, yeah. Uh huh, I'm kinda thirsty. All right, had to get real official, but you're not off the hook yet. I have one more question, and I ask this of every guest, and I do judge you based on your answer. So think about it carefully. Don't just blurt out the first thing. Is a hot dog a sandwich? No. No. I don't don't, don't know what I wanted you to say, but it wasn't that. I say no, but because. No, it is a sandwich. It clearly is a sandwich. Think about it this way. A sandwich usually has two pieces of bread. A hot dog has one that is, or, and I guess you could consider it two, but it's connected. So it's just one. So it's more of like a wrap. 
than a sandwich. What would you call a, a Subway sandwich? It's basically the same thing. But they cut the bread. They it's cut the bread. No, it's a hoagie, actually, if we're going to get technical. That's a hoagie. <laughs> I don't think it's a sandwich, because if you ask for someone to bring you a sandwich and they get you a hot dog, you're going to be pissed. Just like I, wouldn't be I asked Nate uh, to I... hand me my guitar and he handed me a bass, I was like, it's a bass guitar. I'd be like, off. You guys just don't like the good old-fashioned American hot dogs. I like hot dogs. I am very broke. I eat them all the time, but I don't consider them sandwiches. I guess it depends on how you eat it. If you eat it like sideways and like dog first, then it would be a sandwich. I I feel like yeah, yeah. Hot take. Hot take. Eat eat, eat hot dogs fucking sideways, bud. Whenever uh, I was a kid growing up, I had a neighbor. This this kid was like a couple years younger than me. He would eat bananas like corn on the cob. I have a friend who does that. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> like, I have a video of her doing it, and it was in my college dorm room. And I, she just, like, was like, hey, can I have a banana? And I was like, yeah, sure. She said, just forewarning, I eat them a little weird. And I was like, what? And then she just started eating it from the middle. And I was like, you psychopath, get out of my room. <laughs> Did she peel it all off beforehand and then yeah. eat it? Like, that's weird man yeah like sideways but i don't think a, a hot dog is a sandwich no all right you might just have to find a new drummer then wow that's all wow. there is no emotional support in this group. oh my gosh with, well with hot dogs instead of sticks <laughs> <laughs> with weenies <laughs> Wow. Oh, no. Wow. I'll do it. Uh, Chris, I'm going to pile on, by the way. You're wrong. It's not a sandwich. Uh, <laughs> so, everyone else, congratulations. You got it right. Yeah. Uh, sorry, Chris. I got to think less of you. I'm sorry. It's just, that's just how it goes. I understand. I get that. <laughs> <laughs> that girl who eats bananas sideways definitely eats her string cheese in one bite, by the way. She like chomps it. <laughs> she doesn't peel off the layers. She just chomps it. I'll have to ask uh, her. Yeah. Also, ask her how she eats Kit Kats. I was just about to say, I hate when people just bite Kit Kats with that. They just bite into the Kit Kat. I have another friend that eats Twizzlers like that. Like, instead of peeling the Twizzlers, they uh, just chomp. Chomp right into it? I'm I'm a Twizzlers guy. I don't like Twizzlers, but I just think it's weird that they don't peel them. They just chomp them. I have, well, at least I think it might be a weird way of eating because, you know, I love Twizzlers. What I do is I get the Twizzler, I fold the Twizzler in half, and then I eat half of that half. I eat, and then I eat the other half of the half, the quarter. Why are you making it so complicated? <laughs> this does seem like a lot of work, Nate. I don't, I don't know if I can ride with you on this one. I don't know. I just, never... I didn't know you could peel Twizzlers. I thought they were just like one solid thing. Wait, unless I don't know what a Twizzler is. They're shiny. Like the red licorice. Yeah, I, I didn't know you peeled them. I thought you just ate them. I mean, they're kind of like made to be peeled. Yeah, they're very peeled. <laughs> well, he also thinks a hot dog's a sandwich, so yeah. let's not maybe trust his culinary <laughs> opinions, right? Last summer, uh, we were at the swimming pool, and uh, we were drinking and everything. So I also bought Twizzlers, and I just chewed off the ends and used the Twizzlers as a straw. A classic. To drink uh, strawberry lemonade vodka in a pool. I felt so fancy. Wow, this guy is super classy. This is a little wow. 
he's classy. He makes detailed notes. This what does this guy not do? I don't know. What a what a the great dishes. thing to learn right at the end of the interview here. What a <laughs> yeah, I, I don't do dishes because I don't use dishes. Hunter lives with Nate. What is your what is your opinion, Hunter? That is, wow. <laughs> he doesn't clean his bathroom, that's for sure. Oh, oh wow. The roommate share, they, they don't even throw out the the inside of the toilet paper once they're done. They just leave it on the floor. Come on, man. <laughs> Sorry to expose you. Come on, man. Uh, Speaking of spilling tea, Jesus oh Christ. Oh, my God. He's, he's the one that does use the dishes and doesn't clean them. Oh. Wow. Well. Your bathroom is disgusting. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I love how they're literally one room away from each other. Like, <laughs> They can't even stand to be in the same room together. That's how bad this is. Yep. <laughs> Wow. Wow. I, I mean, that feels like a really bad way to end the interview, but at the same time, I have nothing to top that. That's fantastic. And Nate, I was riding with you, but you should be ashamed of yourself. Really? That's, that's what that is. That's, come on, man. Clean your, you can still take a clean your bathroom, man. You can still wash your hands. It's not actually, it's not even oh. that it's dirty. It's just that it's very unorganized. It's not that it's dirty. It's just that I don't clean it. <laughs> Wow. We'll agree to disagree. I mean, that's that's probably the best way to go here. <laughs> yep. uh, except a hot dog's not a sandwich. Sorry, Chris. Oh, yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I get it. You know, it's not for everybody. Whatever. <laughs> he's never going to want to come back. He's going to leave the band, or if you guys come back on the show, he's not coming back. No, I'm going to come back. No doubt. I'm going to come back with only hot dogs. <laughs> <laughs> Who would even put weenies on a sandwich anyway? I, I don't know. I, I, mean, I don't know. If you're poor, you just slice the weenie in half and put it on bread, you know, and then eat it like that. Yeah. There, it's a sandwich that way. I don't want to think about it. Now you're just being silly. You're just being silly. Come on. Come on. Uh, (laughs) But this was, uh, this was fantastic. And I thank all of you for joining me. And again, I'm glad this worked. And uh, yeah, but next time, I don't know, we'll have to talk to a new drummer because Chris will be out of the band. (laughs) But no, seriously, thank you for, uh, thank you for joining me. This was so much fun. Thank yeah, you. thanks again for having us. Yeah, thanks for having us.